Hello, hello. Hey, welcome back to a Monday. I'm in the saddle again this week. Uh, we're talking everything recession. And uh, more or less, are we going into a recession? Is it similar to the 70s recession? Is it similar to the 08 recession? Uh, are we going into a recession 24 or what the hell is actually happening? So um, I've been just doing a lot of research and obviously this is talked about a lot. And uh, right after our economy a couple weeks ago grew at 4.9% GDP. That's a lot higher than we were expecting to see it because you were thinking, oh, hey, rates are high. People are slowing down buying things. GDP should be slow. Basically, a GDP is just a basically gives the U.S. an idea of how fast it's growing. So 4.9%, that's very high. Um, You know, we want to see things at 2%. We actually, basically how they actually determine a recession is when you have two negative quarters back-to-back of negative GDP. That means we didn't grow. We grew at a negative pace. So when we're supposed to be GDP, say, 2%, making the Fed happy, um, or where they want inflation, we've actually grown at over double that. So uh, we have an issue. Uh, There's also an issue with jobs. Jobs seem to be still coming in hot uh, every time they come in with an estimated, uh, meaning people are still freaking hiring. Businesses are growing. Like things are happening still in the market today. And the the job market is still very tight. Uh, Both things fighting against us when it comes to talking interest rates, which is something that is happening uh, this week. So um, you know, what is the Fed going to raise rates? Um, you know, we're at the highest rates now in 22 years. Uh, they've climbed very fast <clears throat> and probably the fastest they've ever have. And now they're talking about will the Fed raise rates? Well, even with all that news of GDP growing, job markets tight, uh, uh you know, still very hot. Um, there's like a 99.7% chance they will not raise rates on November 1st. So, um, nothing we have to worry about. But when you move to December, now you're talking a 70% chance they're going to raise rates again. Um, and now we need to see the data coming in from basically October, September, seeing where the data actually comes in to see if they're going to raise rates actually in December. But likely, you know, this is the Fed just trying to put us in a little bit of a coma. A recession. So, um, guys, and if you know, I talk everything about real estate in this, and I just want to, I'm looking out for your money in the long term. Uh, and I'm just trying to help you understand the way I see the market and basically how I'm planning. What, what am I going to be doing with my money? Um, you know, what are the rates going to be in the long term? Where should you be plugging your money since rates are so high? Um, should you wait till the bottom or should you be a buyer in today's market or should you be patient? Um, just some of the things I want to talk about, but uh, I'll get to that at the end of this. And I'm, I'm going to go through those three questions uh, where rates will be, where money, you know, what you'd be doing with money. And then, you know, should you be waiting for the bottom or are we near the bottom? Where are we at? Um, but I want to talk through a little bit of the recession of there, everyone's comparing it to the 70s and, um, you know, you got the 2008, the Great Recession, which, you know, most people are trying not to compare this to that because they're very different. Um, and then you're comparing it to, you know, is 2024, is that going to be our recession year? So I just kind of want to compare the three areas, see if we can find some common areas in between each, each recession and try to learn of where we're going to actually come out of this. Um, so... Um, and guys, if you are into real estate, if you, you know, 
just DM me the word course comment course, um, and we will send you a coupon code for 50% off for the course. So if you're interested in buying a real estate, real estate is a great time to buy in a down market. But if you don't know anything about it, you need to start somewhere and you need to educate yourself in it. Yes, you can do YouTube. Um, I packaged it up into a two hour course and literally you can get the spreadsheets I use and everything that I use uh, for the last six, seven years. And it all is literally done. So if you guys want access to that course, uh, just DM, comment the word course, and I will send you over a link for 50% off of that. Um, um, all right, let's get into this. So the 70s, let's talk about that. And, and, and we're going to compare a little bit to you know what we're in right now. But the 70s was, they always call it the Paul Volcker era. And why they call it that, um, because... Paul Volcker was basically Jerome Paul. He was uh, leading, you know, the Fed policy and whether they moved rates up or moved rates down. And um, and so in 1981, in 19, in the 70s, basically late 70s, we had all this recession. We had an embargo happen on fuel, which sent the prices like soaring into the sky. Um, the stagflation was happening. We had like negative GDP, and we were not able to make money in any way. So when stagflation happens, it's like the worst of all worlds. Basically, you got zero growth, you got extremely high jobs, uh, a job loss. So people aren't able to work, people aren't able to make any money, and things are going down in price. So how do businesses even make money, right? So you had you know thousands of businesses that went out. Um, but that's what they had to do to get a jump on these rates. And so basically, Paul Volcker could not get rates in check. He could not get inflation in check. Sorry, not rates. And by doing this, he actually had to jump rates from say they were at about 10% at about 1980. And he jumped them up to 20%. Um, I think it was actually like 19, but a drastic jump, right? Like that'd be like them raising rates from five and a quarter today to like nine. Like it'd be the shock. Like suddenly nothing makes sense on paper, right? Um, and so basically it just stopped the economy in its tracks because in the seventies, we had this inflation that was sticky kind of like today, right? Like we've had this big inflation wave and then it came down and fluttered. And now all of a sudden we're seeing, you know, inflation be sticky again. We're seeing the economy being, you know, very resilient. So again, a lot, what was happening in the seventies. And so Paul Volcker came in, he's like, no, we're done boom, jack the rates, you know, eight, 9% in a very short amount of time and just stopped the economy on its tracks. Um, and, and why you would want to do that, you know, obviously you don't want to get inflation out of control because many bad things can happen to our financial policy. And may, I'll let you do your own research in that. But at the end of the day, you have to throw the economy. The, the markets are cyclical. And every 14 years, dating back to thousands of years ago, we'll call it a thousand years ago, market has had a cycle. It's had an up cycle and it's had a down cycle. Well, you think we're, you know, 2008 is. Um, and, and then you think about 14 years after that and 14 years after that, usually our markets will have these cycles, right? And we have a constant line that our economy always seems to go up over time. That's with inflation but you have these cyclical lines that kind of go up and over it. And um, in 2008, it, it was no different. Um, it, it basically, it's it's summed up that 2020, you know, two, we should have had a recession after that. So, but we had COVID, right? Like we had COVID that's kind of screwed up our whole recession. So in 2019, uh, I'm going to move on to, you know, into 2019, we should have had a recession. Well, from 2008 to 
from from the 80s to 2008, we had a pretty good run. We obviously had the dot com bubble in 07, uh, or sorry, in 2000, which was a little harder to understand. But we went from the 70s to the 80s, which we got out of that recession. Paul Volcker put it in his tracks, basically tightened up the policies where we put the brakes on everything. This is where your parents always talk about like, hey, I remember our house was 15 or 16% interest. And you always, <laughs> that's the lecture you get. I'm a millennial, so I'm, I'm mid 30s. So it's like, I remember rates. They were always this high. And then, you know, this is the area, the Paul Vol- Volcker area era is what you could ask your parents about. And this is very much why they paid 10 to 20%. Uh, interest rate for their house. Um, and, and so those, these are always the memories they talk about. I always remember interest rates as high, and, you know, they, you know, they always try to give you the lecture. So, um, so that was the seventies. Let's move in. You know, we had the dot-com bubble, bubble, as I mentioned, but we're not going to mention that because I don't think it, it, it's anything to do with what's happening. We move into the 08 recession. This is where they started comparing to us. I said, Oh, this is, we are in a worse situation than the 2008, the great recession. And it's like, that's not true. You could literally work at McDonald's, the lowest tier job, and go get a mortgage for a $300,000 house. Didn't matter. As long as you had a job, a W-2, uh, numbers never needed to align. Um, and so the banks took on all these bad debts, right? Like people were over leveraging assets to the moon. Um, and, you know, even I think Dave Ramsey could be part of this uh, group. You know, he could get he get credit lines. He could get, you know, you never had to come up with any equity. You were just you were playing with funny money. You were just playing with debt uh, with very little equity into anything. And you were just hoping that the, the roller, you know, that everything would keep going up and up and up and you would climb out of it. Um, for some, you know, that could have happened. Uh, people in recession in, in, in that were investing in storage, they were able to hold on to their assets because they're very resilient. Right in an up or down market, storage does very well. Um, there was a handful of multifamily deals that they got hit though, like Class A properties. They just went down. Like the bank just instantly called you, "Hey, we need our money back. We can't. You know, you're not servicing the debt. Uh, we're not able to go interest only. We're not able to work with you, and we need the money back." And so they call the debt instant for closure on the property because you wouldn't be able to go get a loan anywhere else, of course, in the short amount of time. Uh, banks can call the money at any point, and they did. Um, and that's how it would create the Great Recession. And when that happened, freaking, you know, the prices of assets, of course, tanked because there was so much, you know, there's just so much supply. It was everywhere. So there was no development going on. Um, and then guess what? The banks tightened up. Now it was harder to get a note. I was actually after the 2008 is when I got my first house and I, I do remember it was like, I mean, dang near like bloodline and oh, no, I think it was 2010. Early 2010 is when I closed on that. Uh, could have been late 2009, but uh, they were giving us like 8,000 bucks for like just trying to stimulate the market because housing was so tight. Um, and we were up in North Dakota. So of course, we were having an oil boom and it wasn't as bad around here, which uh, we're thankful we have agricultural, which does very good in recessions. And we have also have oil, which seems to do very well in recessions. So uh, that's what makes North Dakota a very good state uh, to invest in if you live elsewhere. But, um, you know, in 2008, you, you could got you could have got a loan. Uh, well, let's just say six, seven leading up to 2008. You could have got a loan and with a very minimal job. So we had a financial crisis. The whole financial system broke. And once that happens, uh, no one's able to get debt and asset prices came way down because of who was winning. The only people that had cash, 
Um, and so the people who had cash at that era could have literally, I mean, there was homes in Arizona, I remember for 50, 60,000. Like, <laughs> I think we bought our first house. It was like 150 grand and I could have got like a mega home in Arizona for 150 grand. Um, now I look at what my house is worth here in North Dakota and go down to Arizona. It's like, wow, either things are really inflated or maybe there's just a lot of demand down in Arizona. And I'm just comparing to one market, but a lot of housing markets are inflated right now and they're about to get a little bit of a correction. Um, and, and, but we got some other factors that we got to talk about and in that. So, you know, I'm not really going to say too much more about 2008 because I think we're in a way different market and um, the banks are very tight right now with how they give out loans. They're very smart. They learned a lot, obviously, from 2008 and it created a lot of regulation. So you're not able to just get loans like you used to. Um, but like I said, every 14 years, you, you got a recession, 12 to 14 years, you're going to get a recession. That's that's the way a market works. And um you know, we've been on a big bull run. And then in 2019, things did get flat, right? Like we were kind of diving into a recession in 2019. Um, but then all of a sudden 2020 happened and it was COVID. It was like, boom, the money printer turned on. We printed 40% of the money on our, uh, uh, to try and get out of this. Um, I don't know. Basically they called it a pandemic. So I think they just panicked. Uh, they printed 40% of our money supply and drop rates to zero, um, becoming one of the craziest times of our lives, right? Like anyone in 21 and 20, 20 and 21 could have made money. I, I think restaurants made more money that year than they ever did. And they closed the doors. Like they were just handing out money, like very stupidly. Um, and there wasn't a lot of regulation on it. Um, you know, PPP loans and, uh, you know, they were paying people more to stay at home than go to work, uh, you know, in these, uh, we'll just call them blue states uh, without politics aside. But, you know, the, uh, politics aside, they're paying people just to, you know, landlords couldn't get paid. Um, they were paying people out of things that, you know, they should have been working and, and you know, just having to keep their money, keep handing out checks. And, and suddenly now the recession's kind of the delayed recessions happening. I think it's going to be happening in 2024. I think it's already kind of starting, right? Like you can feel it out there. And in Q4, Q1, they're going to be painful. Like they're going to stop this economy. I, I don't know if it'll be Q1 or Q2. It's somewhere in 24, I believe, is when we'll see our two quarters of negative GDP. And we may not see it, but it may be just very, we've been on a very stagnant track. We track the, um, you know, I'm in, little bit of shares in Tesla and some of these S&P 500 stocks. And it's been very flat for almost three years, like just flat. And I think that's going to just continue. Um, we're seeing pain now in the markets again, uh, 20% down. Um, and you're seeing some of this stuff happens that compares to the 70s. Um, and that's where you're going to see these mortgage rates. Uh, like we talked about in the beginning, where are rates going to be at, um, you know, where are they going to be at in a year from now? A year from now, I think they'll be exactly where they're at now. If you can borrow money at 8% a day, you might be able to get money by 7.5% at the end of 2024. Um, I really don't think they're going to drop it much. By 2025, though, is where it starts to get interesting because we'll be on a four-year kind of hold pattern of just sliding sideways in the stock market, sliding sideways um, in the real estate market. 
Um, and now you're seeing pain in the stock market, which means, uh, you know, you get things like earnings are coming in hot again now. So it's like, it's not even here yet. Uh, people are still making money in these companies, but I think that you're going to see things slide going into 2024 early. It's going to be a pretty cold winter. Um, hopefully people stop spending money in retail because that was the big uptick on why we had four 4.9% GDP. People are still loading up credit cards. Um, so you're seeing credit cards at an all-time high. Of course, now, it's much different, though, than it was like 2019 to now because you have people that got, you know, your, your, your mortgage rate went from five to two and a half, three, three and a half percent, right? Like people are sitting on all this cheap debt and they still got their jobs or making more money than they used to. Um, things are still climbing in costs, but they're still able to buy and go and spend money. So, um, but you're locked into your house. You're probably not moving anywhere. Right. And, and that's just what's happening. But I think, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see things drastically improve, I think, in 25. Not drastically, but rates may go from 7.5% to 6 I think, by the end of 25. Um, so if you got any loans coming due, uh, underwrite them to 6%. Um, that's what, you know, that's what I've kind of used as my baseline, um, you know, and uh, hey, if they're cheaper, great. If the economy breaks, they will drop them faster, kind of like Paul Volcker after he raised rates by 9%. He also, by 19, two years after that, he dropped them by like, I think all the way down to like 7%. So, you know, it's this fast incline, stopped the economy, waited, 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 and then a the fast drop. And I think that's what you're going to see similar to this time. So if you want to compare recessions, I think you're allowed to look at the 70s uh, all the way to 83, 79 to 83. That'll be very similar to what's happening from 2019, 2020, all the way to 2024, 25 area. Um, Flex the dates however you want, but I think that's what we're going to see. Um, And, you know, I... I think if you're going to look at something. So, yeah, Fed rates are this week, though. Um, they're not going to raise rates. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. There, there's absolutely like 0.03% chance that they're going to raise the rates. Uh, so if they raise the rates, you could watch the stock market tank over overnight. Um, you know, make sure if you're investing in the stock market in order you've taken a hit, you're just holding on long term. I promise you this will be a one year of pain. Uh, Don't even look at it if you don't need to. Don't look at your 401k because you don't want to. Um, Make sure that if you're curious about investing in other things, think about it. We are in a downtime through 2024, maybe even early 25. Things are going to be very painful. Things have already been painful. And you got baby boomers wanting to retire. So us millennials that are taking on, hey, uh, yeah, you're, you know, you may have paid off a house with, or a house, a duplex uh, apartment with 16% debt, but hey, uh, you're, maybe most of these guys don't even have loans in this. Like most of the boomers own everything liquid. Um, see if you can help create a finance opportunity to get them a price so they can go retire, right? This is a, the best time right now in the next 12, 14 months to go ahead and find some property, find some real estate. Um, of course, you know, I'm bullish with real estate. I think for the long term, this is your greatest buying opportunity. This is your 08, 09, 2010 time right now that I think if you can create some creative solutions, but there's plenty that I talked to out there, make sure that you are on our email list at Substack. Um, you guys can find out I have creative solutions. I always creatively buy into most of the assets that I own. 
Um, and uh, that's the way I've gotten a lot of the deals done. And you don't always need a bunch of money. You don't need to wait. You don't need to build your savings account. Don't wait, right? Like you'll see that all the big players move very fast. And I think when you can move fast, you can get deals done before other people can. So uh, if you're interested in real estate, again, make sure you DM us the word course. I will make sure that you get a 50% off coupon so you can buy our course on how to get into real estate. Um, and guys, make sure you're doing deals right now. I think uh, this is a good comparison to all the recessions, but look back at the 70s, early 80s recession. I think that's very much what we're going into now. We may not even hit a recession in this, in this time. It just might be very slow growth. So see you guys next week. Appreciate y'all.